everyone, and welcome to the Clubhouse, episode 42. I am your host, as always, TJ Butler. Sitting next to me is my good friend, Dill. Dill, how are you, buddy? Oh, I've been doing pretty well today. You know, I'm ready for some uh, good old Thursday night football. Oh, yeah. Between the boys. Good game. Good game. Up in Green Bay and uh, the, the the Eagles. So, uh... Philly cheesesteaks, my man. Yeah. Gotta love them. Cheesesteaks and Packers. Doji. She said. How's Cleveland up there? Are they recovering from their primetime game? They, uh, they're always just in a little bit of recovery mode up here, but it's... It's going all right. People are still people are still proud of their Browns. They're uh, they're still pretty helpful. You know, they've got they've got some good dogs. Sure, sure. They're going against the leaders this week, so I mean, it's it's a big matchup. It is. Lamar, best running back in the league. See what he can do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, we've got a great show for you. We are brought to you by the Cheap Seats Network, home of the Clubhouse, the Pick and Roll Report, uh, the Trevin Trevin Teach Podcast. Excuse me, and we're hoping to add cooking show with Jack O'Brien sometime soon. He's got a great YouTube channel, so go check that out. Um, it's called Total Succulence. He's been on the show a couple times. He'll be on a couple more, I'm sure. Check that out. But we've got a great show. Here's what it's going to look like. First quarter, do a little MLB playoff update. We've been kind of neglecting it a little bit. We're going to roll in here to the second quarter where we got a little week four Pick'em's Part 1 popular segment. We figured we'd bring it back. Third quarter, part two of the Pick'ems. And then to wrap it up, we'll do our college football week five preview with some of our favorite games. So, first thing we got to do, as always, top of the show, is warm it up. Doge, I'm looking at you in Cleveland. Warm it up for me, bud. And I'm looking at you in Cincinnati. Sure, sure. Um, I'm going to swing it down to Cincinnati. Uh, at Great American Ballpark today... For the afternoon game, yep. Marty Brenneman did his final broadcast, uh, final home broadcast right. uh, for the for the Reds, and uh, something special. He was the uh, he was the broadcaster for forty six years for the Reds, so just an unbelievable career. Uh, they listed some of the things that he broadcasted. Um, he broadcasted when Hank Aaron tied Babe Ruth for Crazy. the home run record at some fourteen. He recorded Pete okay. Rose's. Uh, 4,192nd hit. Sure. Um, he broadcasted uh, when Roy Holiday threw a no-hitter against the Reds in 2010, and he broadcasted when Tom Browning threw a perfect game for the Reds. Oh, my. So, he, I mean, he, he had some serious games in there, so quite a career. He's been beloved in Cincy, so shouts to Marty. Yeah, major uh, shout-out. to do it. Major shout-out. I was going to say, he's the only thing I know when it comes to Reds, really. You know, like, you're listen to the radio he's the only guy watching tv you know he's one of the guys so like kind of it's gonna be weird next year watching or listening to the reds without him but um yeah. bummed we couldn't get the win for him today too but it'll it'll be yeah, good good send off for sure um i'll go ahead and warm it up here um breaking news ladies and gentlemen <clears throat> the flat top is gone jalen brown has shaved his head some saying that Kyrie Irving came into last season with a fro, so Jalen, to nix all the feng shui, shaved his head, went completely bald. Still got the beard, so he kind of looks like Kylo Quinn, but like a little thinner. So it's a little a little interesting. <laughs> but um, hey, I'm I'm for it, man. Whatever we can do to get the dub, he's gonna be more aerodynamic, you know, maybe. I heard that adds like three to your vertical. If you want to be honest, I'm pretty I'm pretty bummed. I love a good high top fade. He had one of the best in the league. <clears throat> but 
Hey, it's contract year for Jalen. Got to, got to, got to show out, baby. And Celtics are not notorious for doing deals before the season, so we'll see what happens. I'm a little nervous about it, if I'm gonna be honest. The JT baby, we're shaved. Hey, big deal. You shave, you shaving any parts or something? I don't know. Uh, beard maybe? You going reverse, Jalen? Uh, no, I'll say so far um, I'm growing the low top fade, which is a an underneath chin fade or a beard. Um, oh, so the old I'm, under chin fade. Yeah, I've been growing that out for uh, a while. Uh, started last year for No Shave November. I gave myself a clean slate and decided to uh, you know grow it out. I actually just recently purchased a beard straightener Ooh. Uh, comb. So sure. it's straightener. Yeah, yeah. It's actually wow. uh it adds some length. You know We all need that. So who doesn't want a couple you know, a couple extra inches? Sure, sure. And right. uh, you know, it makes it look a little bit cleaner. So right now it's not. It's this is just mangy. Full, this is just full man. Full man. Just a little man guy. <laughs> just a little sure. man guy hey, beard. Thirty four ninety nine off Amazon. Not enough. Hell of a deal. Hell of a deal, baby. You know what's a hell of a deal? The first quarter, baby. Let's check it out. <laughs> MLB playoff update. First thing I want to do, just give your reaction to your team season so far, and then briefly at the end, we'll just give who we think is going to be going to the World Series, and we'll do like a more um, broken-down baseball pod in the future when it comes to the actual playoffs. But... Just give a little reaction to what the team's been doing. So, Doge, I'll swing it to you first. You know, it's Marty's last home game. What do we got here for the Reds, um, from your opinion? Right. Um, I mean, the Reds, you know, they, they had an okay season. You know, they're, they're like, hanging right around, like, 10 under 500. Um, so, you know, they're just kind of in that window. You know, if you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, actually, I guess right now, what are they? They're, like, 13 under or 12 under. Anyway, whatever. You know, if you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, I would have been like, you know, I, I believe that. So it's like, it's not awful. You know, you, you always would hope for more. Um, but, you know, they, they definitely have some new guys that have really brought a little bit more excitement. Um, still got a few years of Joey. So next year could be good. Everyone stays healthy. And, and, you know, you just, we've been building on our starting rotation too. So, like, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. But, uh. Yeah, not not a great season by any means, but definitely no. like gets me excited about the future. I, guess I was gonna say thing. like I'm totally right there with you. We're like, yeah, by like a, a winning team standards, no, we did not have a great season. But by red standards, yeah, it was a pretty good season. You know, like we were a little frisky there for a lot longer than I expected. Um, you know, coming into like maybe kind of a playoff push, but not really because we're the Reds. But like you said, dude, yeah. it's really exciting for the future like because we have all these young guys and we have some good pitching now. And if we can maybe make a couple signings here or bring up some young guys, maybe we are going to be a little bit more frisky next year. But it's certainly tough in our division where we're going up against probably the toughest division in baseball. So, I don't know, good season for me as a Reds fan. I enjoyed it. We were fun this year, which is something we could not say last year. So shouts out to Puig and the boys for making it fun, even though now he's with the Indians, which is a great segue onto Dill. Yeah, so I, you know, I guess you I got think, two teams. Yeah, I, say, I think I've been pretty vocal about you know my warm ups and other you know uh, things like that with my buzzer beater as well. I'm sure uh, as far as my Cleveland Indians, 
and my Tampa Bay Rays. So a little breakdown for those uh, you know who are new to the pod. I have a couple different teams I'm a fan of, and in baseball, if Tampa and Cleveland happen to play each other, I'm I'm leaning on the Tampa side. I'm, I'm more of a Tampa fan, whereas in football, if it's Browns and Buccaneers. I'll root for the Browns. And then in hockey and basketball, we don't have competing teams, so that's not a you know problem. But my Indians and Rays, going into last night, were a half game apart from one another. And they were a game or uh, the Indians were a game back of the athletics. So I mean, with all three of those teams a game back or within a game of each other, um, the Oakland A's are doing this again this year where they're just <clears throat> waxing balls now they just have you know great pitching uh timely hitting and uh and good old dingers you know so it's interesting to see how the athletics just i mean they were a good team all year but they got better throughout the season in both the last two years which was you know if you're an ace fan you love to see because you're hitting your your stride you know at the end of the year going into the playoffs right plus they're like making good acquisitions to like to build their team build and to make that push too so it's right like, yeah if you're an ace fan you're probably hyped right uh, <laughs> so you know with that being said right now the uh coming into today the indians are a game and a half back of both the rays and the a's uh because they're tied right now with that wild card position. So it's interesting kind of seeing how it's going to wrap up. But overall, um, this whole year, you know, my team, I thought we were going to be a mid-90s to, you know, 100-win team, and that's exactly where we're going to end up. I thought the Indians would be a, uh, a low 90-win team, like maybe 92. Yeah. But I thought they were also going to win the division. I didn't think the Twins were going to be this good. Hey, did they just have 300 home runs? Yeah, uh, before the Yankees who were sitting on 299. Who have, then, who have that's just, just like dinger, 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 dinger. Yeah. Contact hitter, dinger, dinger. Oh, like, and a little. They just have some total. Bats. Total side note on bats the Yankees. Going back to our our high school alma mater, Mason High School here in Ohio. I saw that. I saw that TJ Zoik was pitching for Toronto against New York, and held them scoreless for the first couple innings. Heck yeah! But <laughs> he had four Ks, I think, in the first two or three innings, no sure. hits, no runs. And then all of a sudden, Giancarlo and Judge are one for two with a double each and an RBI. And then it just kind of went downhill from there, and he got pulled. But, um, you know, shout out to him. I, I mean, Better if you are listening, great. You know, if you aren't, should be. Um, yeah, seriously. But, uh, no, that was just cool just to see him playing. And the two guys who are studs on the team just happened to be the ones who, like, you know, hit off of him. But, yeah, the monster bats. So, going back to my team's... I just hope that we can find a way to get both of them in, and then I would love to be able to find a way to get up to Cleveland for a game, um, Tampa, also. Ooh, but sure, um, we'll see how uh, how that's going to pan out here for the Cheap Seats Network. Need to, right, get, yeah. need to get in touch with the studio. I was say you better put that through financing here shortly, man. Need to get an approval sent in. <clears throat> They're stingy. Um. <laughs> so then, last thing here that we touch on the for the MLB, just quick. Going into this last playoff push, lash, lash, like I'm, I'm much a rod, like Alex Rodriguez, baseball. Who are your top two teams that you think are going to be Ooh. in the World Series? Um, we'll go to you, Dill. So we're doing top two, just just like one, one, from each. one from each. Just if you got a. 
You got to do it right now. Gun to your head. Astros, because of their pitching and yep. fielding, uh, overall defense, sure. I think that they have enough offense where, you know, they can find a way to score, you know, a run or two or, you know, have enough power where they have a three-run home run and then 18 Ks from their pitchers combined and Garrett Cole's a freak, so um, along with Verlander and Greenkey. But I'm going to Astros in the AL. And I think that if the Dodgers don't win it this year, they need to figure out how they're going to because they are they are knocking, 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 and they have been. And as the uh, you know, as much of a storied franchise as they are, they haven't done anything recently. And for teasing the fans in, in a sense and giving <laughs> yes, them a taste yeah. that you guys are on the cusp. I mean, like a couple you know outs last year, they would have won it, right? Um, <clears throat> So I, I got to say Astros, Dodgers, and sure. uh, are we doing final selection? Nope. Okay. Just who you got? Doge? That's where I was ending it anyway, so. Sure. Huge. I, I mean. There it is. Doge? Doge? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't don't mean to be too boring or anything, but I agree. I think it's going to be Astros, Dodgers in the end. I think sure. these teams have shown a little, little fire this year and just have just been, you know, their records may not be so far away from some of the other teams, like the Yankees, uh, that would like be like right behind them. Um, but like, you know, the Astros like have just looked super good. If you're intimidated, like if they're coming to town, like they've just had, kind of had that swagger about them. And I think the LA Dodgers are the same way, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a matchup with them too, like those two teams in the World Series again. Sure, sure. I've got um, which I wouldn't. Don't get me wrong. The Astros are are super good and I think they're they're going to be going up against this team but I think the Yankees bats are going to come alive here in the playoffs why not this dinger city um it's time for Judge Giancarlo to make a statement here the Red Sox did their thing last year they don't have to play them this year the Astros are going to be the toughest test I think for anyone um in these playoffs because their pitching is so good but if anybody can do it it's those bats because everybody can hit so I think it'll be the Yankees, and I think it'll be the Dodgers as well. I think Cody Bellinger is going to have a huge playoffs, and I think I know a lot of people know his name now, but I think it'll be even more known because I think he's going to make a big impact for the Dodgers here. Um, and I think we're going to have Yankees Dodgers. So looking forward to that for sure. Oh, a little old uh, Brooklyn Brook, yeah, Brooke, yeah, a little Brook Brook. So kind of just going back, I know we were kind of recapping our own teams, but we just mentioned how the uh, Yankees are going to have to face the Red Sox, you know, in the playoffs or anything right. this year. Um, Doge, did you were you able to see the game in London, the series in London at all? I saw the game where the Yankees were playing the the Red Sox, and it was like five and a half hours. Yeah, there and was like thirty five runs scored. Yeah. yeah, so like we, I think we watched one of the games, right? We watched that I, one. I think I know that I know that I did. I, didn't, I watched I that one. Okay, so we were both watching that game. I and, it was like uh, 8-8 eight eight in the second inning or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like 5-5 five five after 1. Yeah, Well, it was right. like 385 to like deep center. Like the deepest Right, right. I was going to say it was small. It was small. Yeah. <laughs> small. Short field. Short field. But, no, I, I thought that was really cool. I'm loving, you know, the e- expansion of kind of where the MLB is going to play games and kind of see where that takes it. Um, you know, eventually they're going to have a team outside of the U.S. I feel like, event. you know what I mean, like – these are long steps or long strides, but you know. No love for Toronto up there. 
Well, I mean, I'm saying like continental U.S. Like um, more like Latin America, maybe sure. or something like that, sure. or you know, a team down in Mexico or a team in London, because those people just went crazy for it. Like those, it was just fun to watch those fans like fig- try to figure out and explain to people when they would be showing clips, like, oh, this is you know what's going on here, because people don't. No, you know what I mean? It's like if we... Yeah, Judge said he walked around and nobody knew who he was, and he, like, one of the people with the Yankees hats on, I was like, hey, and they're like, hey. What's up? <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> like, who, why are you so big? Like, what do you and do? Like, yeah, like, what, what's your job? Um, you play for the Yankees. That, like, that was really cool, though. That whole, that whole series and, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. All right, moving on now to the second quarter, week four. Lines, part one. Let's start it off first here. Thursday night, boys, right before we're about to record this, let's get our bets in right now. Eagles at Packers. Packers are minus four. Doge, right to you. Who are you picking? I'm taking the Packers, minus four. I'm right there with you there. Their D's looking good. Rodgers is good. Packers minus four. We've had some southern twangs. There. There. I'm going pack. Go pack, go. Love it. Lock it in then, maybe. We're all got, we're all betting. Call my bookie right now. Get on. Sure. Who? What's his name? No, it's my bookie. That's the thing. Oh, I know that. I just didn't know if you wanted me to call your guy. No, no, no I don't. I don't have one. <clears throat> Titans at Falcons. Falcons <laughs> minus four. And the Mercedes Benz. Mercedes Benz. I'm taking Falcons here. I don't know. I just don't trust the Titans this year. Bill? Uh, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I think that the Falcons are still going through the motions of their offense and trying to figure out kind of how to, you know, work it again this year or make it all work again this year. Right. Um, I think the Titans have a really solid team. I think that it's going to be a close game, and I'm taking the Titans, but maybe the Falcons for the win. Sure. But not beating the spread. Gotcha. Gotcha. Doge? Falcons-Titans. Oh, yeah. Um, we have Falcons minus four. Um, I think that's a little steep for me just because the Falcons really haven't shown that they can really hang in there right now. Like, there's something wrong. There's something up. They're just not clicking like they typically would. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think uh, this, this minus four may just be too much. So, I think Titans plus four is what my pick would be. Sure, sure. Love to hear it. I'll take Falcons by myself, boys. No worries. Rep Matty Ice. All right, big game. Game that you wouldn't think would be big. Pats at Bills. It's a classic JP lock of the week. Pats minus seven. Um, I'm rolling Pats here. I, I think the Bills are good, but I think the Patriots are ready to show that they're, they're very good. So um, I'll take... Patriots minus seven. Doge? I would agree with that. Uh, Patriots defense has looked really good. I think it's going to be the best defense that the Bills will have faced uh, at this point in the season. And I think the Patriots are just going to win, you know, by more than a touchdown. So I see this Pats minus seven. Right. Big D? The Pats have looked pretty damn good so far. And I said earlier about how I think they're probably going to go undefeated this year just the way they've looked. The Bills, on the other hand, have also found ways to win games in ugly ways, which is kind of what Sean McDermott needs to do. Um, you know, up there, that's what they've done in, or that's what they did down in uh, Carolina when he was there. Sure. Uh, I mean, 
the line of scrimmage, offensive and defensive uh, line of scrimmage is really determined, uh, you know, kind of who won that game. So with that, I'm still taking the Pats. Sure. Sure. Maybe by 13. Wow. Putting a number on it. He's trying to tease that up to 13. Double the spread almost. <laughs> Love it. Not quite, but. All right, then, boys. Next game. <clears throat> important game. Another important game. You wouldn't think that would be important. <clears throat> Chiefs at Lions. The Lions are undefeated. How crazy is that? They have a tie. Chiefs are minus six and a half going in to Detroit. Doge, you riding with Patty Mahomes? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I definitely like, think they win by a touchdown, so minus six and a half shouldn't be a problem for them. Yeah, this is a lock of the week for I'm me. I'm thinking more. Yeah, I'm thinking mm-hmm. like maybe like a if this was fourteen, I would might lock it in even. But Detroit's pretty good. Jeez, fourteen, dude! It's Patrick Mahomes. That's he scores four touchdowns in a quarter. What do you mean? It's disrespectful. Six and a half is disrespectful. I think disrespect. I'm taking the Chiefs, no doubt. If Patrick Mahomes uh, throws three touchdowns and no interceptions in this game, he could throw more than three touchdowns too. But if he throws three touchdowns and no interceptions in this game, he'll be the first quarterback to ever do that to start the season. Because he did it, he would have done it in four straight games. That's crazy, and he's a ninety-nine Madden now. Like, come on, you got to take Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Those live rankings are a big deal. Huge deal. <laughs> <laughs> big D. I'm I'm going to take the Chiefs here. I'll keep. I it thought easy. you were going to say the Lions after that <clears throat> Pat Mahomes slander. I like no, it though. I'm going to keep. You're it smarter easy. than that. Chiefs. <clears throat> Chiefs. All right, next game. I'll be here for this game. Shouts out to Edman. Raiders at Colts. I'm heading there to check out Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby Brisket. Um, <clears throat> I'm going uh, Colts here, who are minus six and a half. Doge, you riding with the grinders? The green grinders? Or are you going with the Colts? No, I like the Colts. Uh, Jacoby Brissett stepped into that role nicely. Uh, yeah, he's pretty good. He's great. We forgot that they, he was under Tom pretty Brady. well. Right. A little tutelage from Tom and Bill. Definitely playing well. Bill? Pats? Just kidding. Raiders Colts? Colts? <laughs> uh, I, I really like the Colts defense and the way that Jacoby's been able to spread the ball. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, what's his status again now? Do we know? I thought he was out. Maybe he's active. The last time I, I saw it, I thought, it, he, was I thought he was out. Yeah, so... I think that definitely, I'll check. I mean, is an impact. I mean, he's their best wide receiver, so it's going to you know have an impact of some sort. But I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. Uh, the Colts, though, it's six and a half. I'll take them at home. Okay. I like it. Remains day-to-day, but he's doing better, in case you're wondering, T.Y. I, I was. Sure. <laughs> Next game. Chargers at Dolphins. Can you guess the line, Doge? Have you looked at it yet? No, I would. I haven't looked at it yet. Okay. I, I was honestly on my way to pull it up, and then I huge. Stopped. And then you pull it G- down. Give me the guess here, because it's the Dolphins, and they're just garbage. All filled. It's got to be Chargers, like minus. 
13. I don't know. That's what literally... I think that's what I said. You said 16 and a half. I said 16 and a half. It's, and then 14 and a half. And it's 15 and a half. Really? So, little, little side note, just Jeez. you know, for the listeners and for you, Doge, because I know you don't know either. When we were doing this real quick, T was probably... How many games are there? One, two, three, fourteen. 14, maybe? I mean, I think that you missed one... And the other ones, like you were within like a point or two, so. Oh yeah, I had pretty the te- good. I had the team right at least, and I was within a couple points. So we should try yeah. to do that in, uh, for the next pod, though. So it's I pretty, think that'd be fun. Pretty good, you know, spread understanding there. Sure. Hey. Knowledge. Gotta Knowledge. Know, gotta check. know your stuff. All right, Doge, you're taking the you're taking the Dolphins though, plus fifteen and a half. Is that what you said? No. <laughs> I thought I heard you say that. I was gonna get no, in a recording real quick. That. He didn't say that. No. No. The I mean the Cowboys looked a little, they kept it a little close for for too long. I agree. Game, but then the the boys ran away with it. But yeah, I, I had them in an eliminator pool that I'm in, and I was like, "You're like, oh my god, no! Don't be the team that loses to the Dolphins. Right. Come on, you no. guys have been too good. Come on, right. Dak. See what do you, what's going on? Amari, Jason Witten's back. So that's a good Hit him in a good way for Dak to lose his contract. Well, like you know, leverage he's been building up this season so far. If they would have lost to the Dolphins, <laughs> I'm yeah. taking the Chargers though, no doubt. I'm sure you are though, Doge. Oh, I am too. Yeah. Big D, Dolphins. You know, I think that being at the Dolphins, um, they really could make a push here with their home fans not being there. So <laughs> I, th- I think that it could be closer to twenty to twenty-five point spread. Sure. Oh, little side note. Sure. Antonio Cromartie oh boy. has more children with 14 than the Dolphins do all year with points at 10. So let that stat ring a bell for you. Well, I raise you a side note with this side note that segues into our next one. Ooh. Daniel Jones Ooh. has only played one game. Ooh. Eli Manning has played 200-some. And he's only had one game where he scored more than 33 fantasy points. And Daniel Jones has only played one game and scored more than 33 fantasy points. Redskins at G-Men. G-Men minus three. Is Danny Dimes going to have the same game? And are the G-Men winning this? Doge, who you got? I do have the G-Men. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I really like the I really like the look of Daniel Jones. Um, I mean, they were just playing the Buccaneers last week. Hey, hey, I still hey. feel like we got a good look at them. Right. <laughs> Listen, the Buccaneers are not a great team. They're they're they're, they're a good football. I'm saying team. they're not. It's not no, a marquee matchup, but it was a, it was still a good win. I'm right. Not, I'm not trying to doubt that, but like I'm not saying like they're proven. Like Daniel Jones is proven because of this. Like right, right, right. Like, You're like he's not the you know the next guy. He he's right. the chosen one. No. But I, I do like the Giants against the Redskins. The Redskins have not shown anything to really be all that confident in them. And, yeah, I don't see the, the Giants being an issue here. I'm totally with you, Doge. The Redskins looked garbage against the Bears, and Mitchell Trubisky has not looked good this season. I think the G-Man will pull this out, especially at home. And people are going to be excited for Daniel Jones to be playing there now. They had a big win against Tampa where it could have went the other way. Um, and, you know, he could have been terrible in that game. Coming home, that would have been a bad atmosphere. So I really think the Giants are going to rally here and, and beat the uh, the Skins, especially for a division matchup. Big D? 
I think the skins are on a low key. We're just gonna tank because <clears throat> they don't even look like they're going out there to compete. I when mean, is Haskins coming <clears throat> in? Like quick side. So he was there. taking first team reps this week. So he's coming in because something with uh, I think Keenum was some sort of illness or you know he's hurt or something where he was not able to take all the first team reps. Not doing hot. So when I saw that I was thinking, okay, this makes sense for Haskins to come in. So you're gonna see maybe a little uh little Jonesy, little Haskins yeah. uh, matchup. Love to you see know, that. see the, the battle of the draft picks. That would be nice actually. Um uh, because we're like, relative, weren't they like right next to each other? Six and fourteen? Not really. But they were the next two guys to go, I think. Look like quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Like they were consecutive quarterbacks? No. Drew Locke went before Haskins, I thought, right? Or did he go right after? Stats teams look. Haskins only went like nine anyway. That's what I was thinking. I thought it was like I thought it was like six and eleven, seven and nine, or something. Giants Giants were six. They were for sure. I'm pretty, pretty damn confident in that. The dream. So if this was easier to find. Maybe let's do this. Why don't you just type in the draft? I did, but it's just like Thanks. Alright, so So Daniel Jones went sixth to the Giants. Told you. Dwayne Haskins went to the skins at fifteen. Damn. Okay, so I was right then. Mm-hmm. Where did uh Drew Locke go? He fourteen? Did he go after? Did he go after? Was he a second round pick? Am I just going wild? Because he was supposed to be up there, but yeah, for sure. He must have been second round because I don't see anything. He went in the second round, forty-two overall to the Denver Broncos. All right, well, screw me then. Sorry, but yeah, they were consecutive. (laughs) (laughs) I totally can see the Redskins being down, putting in Haskins. He comes in and lights it up, and then people are pissed about Danny Dimes in New York. Like that's a that's a classic. He gets one day of glory. Brutal. All right, back to this. I'm picking the uh, the Falcons in this one. Okay. Because this game's gonna suck. You're just picking the Falcons. You're just gonna bet on the Falcons <laughs> and <laughs> the Titans instead of bet. He's just gonna bet on the Falcons and the, the Titans Falcons instead of the the Skins or the Giants. <laughs> So no, I think that the uh, the Giants are going to end up winning this one. I have been pretty expressive in my opinion of Jay Gruden not being a yeah, he's not good. Uh, competent coach in the NFL, at least for a head coaching position. Um, but at the same time, dude, there's been nothing. He's going to join up with his, with his buddy, his brother. Yeah, <laughs> his buddy, just his bud, John Gruden, um, his buddy. Brothers. Yeah, I don't like what the Skins are doing. I think Haskins is g- going to struggle if he comes in. Sure. Yeah. I could totally see it. That's where I'm at. <clears throat> Moving on, next game. The Browns. America's team, I guess. Maybe <laughs> not. They haven't looked so hot. At the best running backs, hometown. Not his hometown. But the Baltimore Ravens. Browns at Ravens. Ravens are minus six and a half. I'm slapping that down. I'm taking Lamar here. I think that they've just looked more complete, and I don't see why the Browns are just going to flip the switch now against the Ravens, who have been pretty good. But 
if the if they can get some Odell and Jarvis going on some short slants rather than just running them both straight up the field, um, I think they might get some get some action here. And keep feeding Chubb, please. Got him on my fantasy team. But uh, I got Ravens minus six and a half for sure. Doge. I think I'm also going to take the Ravens minus six and a half. I think they I think they take it by a touchdown. Um, you know I I do think it's going to be close. I think it's a closer line than some of the other games that we've talked about. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I'm definitely going to take the Ravens on this one still. Um, all, while it is a divisional game, I think the Ravens have just looked a little bit better this year. And uh, Browns need to figure it out with their play calling. Yeah, You know, I know Freddie Kitchens is doing, like, head coaching and calling plays on offense. Like, we might need to delegate a little bit. Just, like, something something's going on. Dude, that really last play was problem. horrible. Dude, the fourth and nine. I think that's what Nick I'm talking Chubb about. Excuse me. Halfback draw was. Or no, I'm awful. talking about the last throw. Because that was with like five minutes to go. There was like four fifty left on the clock, I think, and they did the halfback draw. And yeah, then, I remember that. that was. And then uh, they had it first and goal stupid. inside the ten, obviously, because it's first and goal. It was like seven yard line, and they had three or four straight passes. Dude, There's you have just, Nick Chubb. You have right Baker Mayfield. Like you have guys who can make plays. Like give them the opportunity to do it. I was gonna say they don't. They don't roll Baker out enough. Like they need to treat him like Russell Wilson more. I think, get him out on the run a little bit because he's good at that. But there's this play on tw- like going around on Twitter where it's uh, they're down in their the back of their end zone, not like towards the goal, like the red zone. And somebody, these two guys, literally just run straight forward, and they're just like triple covered the whole time. They just only do is run straight, and it's just like oh, out of the end zone when they're running, uh, you know, right streaks. Yeah, and it's just like what are they doing? Like they're. That happened. Somebody's like, got to do something. That like, happened a couple times, right? And when you're, you need to run the ball, get the ball out of the end zone, allow your you know team to not have a penalty cause them a safety, you know, because if there's a holding or intentional grounding or anything like that, right? You know that close, they're going to have points and give the team the other ball, you know, the ball right back. So, you know, you need to learn how to kind of not have to have all the big plays happen every single play, right? You know, like you need to be able to fundamentally get down the field and move the ball. If it takes six minutes, eight minutes, you know, for a court or uh, one drive during a quarter, you know, you wipe out half of it. Well, plus, like that's a just, good way to just maintain the, you know. I just I feel like they just don't use the receiver as well. Like Jarvis, like in Miami, he used to get like 12, 15, 14, 10 catches, yeah. and, like just chip down the field. Odell is kind of similar. Or I mean, he can catch the big long ball and make all these crazy one hand catches, but. Look at his touchdown. It was on a slant, and he just caught it, and he was faster than everybody. Like, they need to do more of that, and if they're not going to do that against the Ravens, no way I'm taking the Browns. Are you taking your boys just because? Oh, absolutely. Okay, sure. I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean you we, have to. We played them really hard last year. We ended up beating them at their place um, when we were in Jacksonville. We were watching the game, and I remember the Baltimore fan next to us was pissed off at me because yeah. I was cheering for the Browns. They told me to fuck off. Game. I'm like, okay, you know. Cool. Right, you're like, oh, cool. Baltimore's nice. You know, appreciate it. That's my that's my old team. You can go fuck off. So, anyway, excuse <laughs> sure, my sure, language. Sure. Excuse my language, children. Yeah, watch your explicitories. Panthers, um, Panthers. I'm not like you go. You no, get I'm not, just saying. You get nothing else after Last the swear. Last thing I'm saying is go you Browns. Get nothing else after the swear. Go Browns. No. Go Bengals. We'll yeah. talk about them later. Ugh, <laughs> they're terrible. Panthers oh, at Texans. So awful. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Right, Texans not. minus let's four. Go. It's Texans. What are we talking about? Yeah, for sure. I'm taking the Texans at home. Um, 
was it Kyle Allen for the Panthers now? Because Cam's out. He's fine, but <laughs> you better hope he's protected because J.J. Watt's coming through and Whitney Merciless, and I, I think they're going to hit the crap out of him. So I'm taking the Texans. Bill? I think you're – remember how the Texans used to be a really defensive team? Yes. Like when they had like – Jadavion Clowney? Like Carr as a quarterback and who who was a uh, – Andre Johnson, how can you forget? Was, no, Arian no, no, Foster? No, Come no, no. On. I meant – no, like the quarterbacks they've had that are just not good. Matt Schaub. They just – yeah, Case yeah. Ke- Case Keenum. Yeah, just like – Bengals in a playoff game. Just Matt Schaub was fine. He was – yeah, he was – he's a backup. He's a backup, for the, he's a backup for the Falcons right now. Keep getting them well, yeah, checks. His, his heyday was like 10 years ago. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, keep, fine, keep getting them checks. Like, good for him. So, I think the Texans are going to have a good day on defense, and I think Deshaun Watson's going to do his thing, making plays. Uh, Texans, for sure. Sure. With you, OT. Boom. Doji. Yeah, I don't yeah. disagree with anything. Texans. Bam. What a good way to wrap it up. We're going to move into halftime right now. All right, moving on to halftime. I'm going to swing it over to Big Dill. Tell us where the Cheap Seats Network's Network stuff can be found. Dang, T. Yeah, good thing I, uh, you know, <laughs> know what we're talking about here because on Facebook, you know what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Cheap Seats Network. Go ahead and type it in. Good old search bar if you don't know how to do that. Well... You shouldn't be using a computer. So, Facebook, the Cheap Seats Network. Yeah. Twitter, at the Cheap Seats SN. Boom. Um, sure. Moving on then, Doge, with a little clubhouse specific social media. Sure. So, if you want to find just clubhouse specific posts, uh, uh, you'll find them at Facebook, the clubhouse. Clubhouse is all one word. Or, and then if you go to Twitter or Instagram, they'd be at Clubhouse underscore T. So give us a follow and subscribe to us also. That was uh, wherever you listen to your podcast at home. I'll say that was TCSN. You cut out a little bit there, Doge. Technology. Oh, my bad. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's not your fault. You know, it's probably the connection here. But it is what it is. We're moving on. It is what it is. We got to move on. Onward and upward to the third quarter. It's Pick'em's Part 2, the 4 o'clock games, the games that really matter, the prime time games. First one we got here, Bucks at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are minus 9.5. I'm taking the Rams. They've looked good. I think the Bucks have been decent, but if Daniel Jones can put up that much on them, I wonder what the Rams, who have a really good offense, can do. So I'm taking the Rams. Big D. Sorry, I was distracted. I just saw that a Packers player was down, and Aaron Jones just was like waving him over for injury. I think he's very hurt, whoever it was. So, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Him, unfortunately. But Big D, while we're back to reality, yeah, Bucks or Rams? Are you taking your boys? Fire the cannons. So, oh gosh, I'm firing some freaking cannons, oh man. Oh my god. Hey, I think they have a solid defense. Um, what? They do. They can get after it. Okay, think about it this. Daniel Jones had almost like no tape, right? They don't know how necessarily to play him. Bruce Arians is the kind of guy where he can adjust. He's a good coach. 
Did you see what the defense did out in Arizona? Who were the Giants wide receivers? Fuck if I know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks. But Robert Woods. But, but it's about the Todd spread. Bully. It's about the spread. I don't like the nine and a half. Then you crazy boy. Those NFC games can uh Yeah, just like the right. Giants sneaking up on the Buccaneers. Doge. Who are you taking here? Are you firing the cannons as well? I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I think I they can. I think they'll win by double digits, which just clears the spread. So I'll take them. Boom! Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, moving on. Another another interesting game. Seahawks at Cardinal Cardinals. Jeez, <laughs> I don't know what that was. At Cardinals. Terrible. I was just thinking about Kyler. I got excited. We got Russell versus Kyler. Seattle's minus five and a half. Um, Doe, who are you taking here? This is an interesting game. Oh, I like the Seahawks here. I do. Um, the Cardinals have shown a little bit of promise here. Uh, I mean, they, they tied the Lions. The Lions are technically still one of the undefeated teams right. uh, with that tie. So, um, you know, they, they've been okay, but I think I'm still taking the Seahawks on this one. Uh, they've, looked, they've looked pretty good as well. Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks. I think their defense is going to run Kyler around, and I don't know if he'll be able to, you know, really make a big impact. And Russell Wilson's pretty good, so I'm taking the Seahawks here, minus 5.5. I think Pete Carroll will find a way to beat Cliff Kingsbury by a touchdown here, at least. So Seahawks it is for me. Big D? Yeah, I think with the Seahawks struggling last week against New Orleans, it's kind of just one of those early season wake-up calls. I think they're going to come out strong this week. And definitely clear the spread against uh, the Cardinals. Right. So. <clears throat> For sure. Boom. Everybody's agreeing there. I like it. Another interesting game. we got a lot of good games here in the 4 o'clock slot. One of them is not great, but there's a lot of good ones. Vikings at Bears. Bitchy Biscuits and the boys are minus two. Um, I'm taking the Vikings here. That line doesn't make much sense to me. I think the Vikings are good. I don't think the Bears offense is super great. Now, granted... Khalil Mack and the boys could have another day. Keep Kirk and Dalvin Cook down, but I'm taking the Vikings here. Doge, what about you? Um, I I agree. I'm taking the Vikings here. Um, the the Bears just haven't been able to put up a whole lot of points and really impress. Uh, Vikings have looked really good. Dalvin Cook's been unbelievable. I'm taking the Vikings here. Um, Dale. Hot take, oh. maybe a cold one. Oh, soldier. Maybe Dale. I'm just feeling a little bit. You know, a little bit of that breeze from the Windy City. I think they're going to lose by a missed field goal here. So, Wow. calling it. He's calling his own number. I think the Vikings. He's looking to get a job. Going for that missed field goal. Love it. Wow. Vikings. He's going Vikings. Flips the script. No, no, no. I'm saying that the Bears are going to miss the field goal. Oh, because Eddie P's kind of uh, hurt? Okay. I got you. So, therefore, the Vikings. You know gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right, this is the boring game, at least in my opinion. Could be fun to you. Depends on if you root for these teams. Jags at Broncos. Broncos are minus three. Um. So they're getting the home. They're the getting home a little, just the home home field advantage here up yeah. in Mile High, which is a decent home field advantage. But I'm taking Minshew and the boys. I think the Jags have a good defense. Flacco hasn't looked great. Minshew's looking good with the stash. It's about to be November. He's about to bust that thing out. Mm. Um, yeah, give me Gardner Minshew the second. 
He ain't no Bubba. Doge. <laughs> Who are you taking? No, I, I agree. I, I like Gardner. Uh, I think this would be kind of fun to watch just because he, he, he was fun to watch last week in their win. Um, you know, it's... I like the Gardner hype. I like the I like the young QB. I'm in on Gardner Minshew for yeah. sure. Yeah, I agree. So I, like I, I think this will be fun to watch. Uh, I like the Jags in this one. Sure. Yeah. Big D? So I'm looking at the time slots, and both the Vikings, Bears, and Jaguars, Broncos are both on the CBS at the same time. So I'm curious here in Cincinnati who we're going to get. I think the Vikings, Bears, Chicago. Dude, I don't know. I just feel like we're gonna get that Broncos game, like for whatever. Why? I don't know, because we get we get a lot of like AFC games. Because if it was on CB or if it was on Fox, I feel like it would be the NFC. Right. Sure. So being on CBS, I feel like oh, you might be right, dude. That's I'm kind of stink. I'm kind of disappointed that we aren't gonna like if out of those two games, I'd rather see the Vikings. Bears. Oh, but I'll be in Indy though, so maybe I will be getting Vikings Bears. You'll be at the well, no, because Colts games at one. I know, but be you'll be at back. the game and then you'll be in coming Indy. Back, right. So maybe I'll be getting Bears because that's closer to Chicago. Um, I'll, actually, I'll actually be in Chicago for wow. the uh, Frontier League, League meetings. So sure. I think I'm definitely getting Bears meetings. <laughs> sure. Um, for the spread, though, on this game, Jags-Broncos, Denver being a minus three, I think they might win, but I don't think – I think it's going to be a really close game, but I'm going to go Jags. Denver might win. Yeah, I mean, shit, dude. It's not like – I think Doug Marone's trying to figure his own thing out in his third year, and it's like, what do you... I think Vic Fangio is not... Uh, yeah, I'm not... It's not it. I'm, I'm with you there. Moving on. I don't want to dwell on that. <clears throat> Talk about a game nobody would say is a bad game. This is a great game. It'd be better if everybody was healthy. But it's a great game. Cowboys at Saints. <laughs> Kamara versus Zeke. Teddy Bridge and Taysom versus Dak. Love it. Michael Thomas versus Amari Cooper. They just we got everybody. It's just here we go. Let's get some points on the board. Dallas minus two and a half going into the Saints in the dome. I'm taking the Saints. Never bet you never bet against the Saints in the dome. I know Teddy Bridge is the quarterback. Um, but with this one being this close, I'm going to go with Saints, but the Cowboys are good too, so I don't know. I'm just looking forward to watching this game. I probably wouldn't bet on this if I was a betting guy, if you want me to be honest. Dush? No, I agree. I do like the Saints here as well. Um, you know, I, I think Cameron Jordan's going to be the best, uh, rusher that the Cowboys will have gone up against probably yeah. this year. He's a beast. Um, and I mean... The Saints always do have an incredible home advantage. Uh, their their crowd shows up and they show up loud and they show up big. So um, I I do like them at home, even with uh, no breeze. Right, I, I think they're going to pull it out. Sure, Big D going against the grain. Are you rolling Saints with us? <sighs> Deep sigh. I think the Cowboys are the healthier team. Yeah, and I think that's going to you know, play a factor into it. Sure. But we haven't seen them play a team like the Saints. The Saints came out and played really solid on defense last week, and Bridgewater did fine. Yeah. You know, like, he stepped bad. up. He went, you know, he, he was a professional, it seemed like, and he did his job, and they found a way uh, to kind of get through Seattle. So, so he's the highest paid backup for a reason, man. He's good. I, I think I'm going to take uh, 
take Dak and the boys. Sure. Fair enough. Like it's going to be a great game, I think. I, think I can't wait to watch that game. My fa- That's Sunday night, right? Yeah, my favorite part about oh, this. Oh, yeah, baby. I can't wait for a little Collinsworth and hearing about, here's a guy. Now, here's a guy who you really <laughs> like to understand what the play calling is, but you just never know with this kind of guy. Dude, he was hilarious. Whatever the first Sunday night game, <laughs> he's ridiculous. I love it. Not really. Um, <clears throat> final game. I like Collinsworth. I don't. I don't mind him. He's fine. No, I, I actually. I mean, like, I dislike him, but I enjoy listening to him just like, because he's it's good. like he's good at what he does. Right. Like he's like he's good at what he does, and he's just one of those voices, kind of like we were talking with Marty. Like I just recognize his voice, and I understand. Like, like, nostalgically, that it's that time of year, Sunday night. It's just like a primetime game to watch. And typically they put, you know, pretty good games on, and you know, for a reason. So, and just hearing, like, the background stories of, like, them bullshitting and, you know, stuff is just like, all right, Chris, like, all right. right. Yeah, we're on a first-name basis. All right, Monday Mm -hmm. night, Shanghai Sharks at Houston Rockets. Monday Night Football. <laughs> oh, no. God damn. I can't believe somebody made this a Monday Night Football game. I guess it would have been better, but no, wouldn't it wouldn't have. Cause you would have thought ESPN could have come up with something else that would draw more viewers than this. Anything, probably. Bengals at Steelers. Beat. Combined 0-6. I'm a Bengals fan, and I'm just like not looking forward to this being on Monday. I mean, I, I just, we're yeah. going to, I think we're going to lose even. Oh, no, yeah. I agree. It's, it's a bad matchup. Both teams are 0 and 3. You know, you, I mean, this, this could have been a great matchup a couple years ago, but it's just, it's a bad one this year. If the so Bengals came out firing like they did against Seattle for every game and the Steelers had Big Ben, this would be a fun game. And it is not. Granted, I'm taking the points. Got to take the boys. 0 and 3. We're going to lose. But, I got to take the Bengals. I don't know. Sue me. Doge, who are you taking? Ndam can sue you? Yeah, Ndam can sue me. <laughs> What's the spread again? Minus four for the pities. These, those dang Yenzers. Sure, dude. They, let's let's say it'll be a close game. Both yeah. these teams are awful. Let's, th- let's take the Bengals. Plus four. That's fun. Right. I don't want to root against right. my team when they're minus four. No. Right. Plus, they we're getting points. Why not? You know? Yeah. That way when we're up and we're winning, it's like, ah, we didn't need the points. But then you're happy anyway. Exactly. You got them. Big D? I think that the Steelers are going to take this. Tomlin's a better coach. I mean, it's at least... yet to be proven. At least right now... Do you think in, they cover? In Taylor's uh, career, I think... I mean, obviously, he's, you know, three games into his career. Like, he's... Right. Obviously, um, he's, he's a Super Bowl winning head coach versus a three game right so I mean playing. I think Tom I think that's just like that's that's my fact that's what I'm determining my pick on my hope is that Zach Taylor outsmarts the Steelers defense and Andy Dalton looks really good for once ever in prime time if that's all we got this season if that's all we had is Andy Dalton looks like a freaking machine on Monday night I'll be fine with that because that's something we've never had with Marvin because I know in this game we're going to lose by 20 points we're going to lose by 20 points. We're going to throw a bunch of picks. It's going to suck. Penalties oh, all over the field. It's just classic bangles. I'm ready for it, dude. 
It's gonna be an AFC North happy, grudge match. Happy though. Monday. It's gonna be. It's gonna be one for the. Uh, Happy Monday. I bet it's going to be raining, too. Can you imagine not being a fan of these teams? Like, I know you, you still kind of, like, are in Cincy, so you get it. But, like, if you imagine just being, like, a, like you're in Denver, you're like, ugh. Bengals, These are two Steelers, teams that like, people, like, I mean, people hate the Steelers. If yeah. you're not a Steelers fan, people you dislike them. People like the Steelers, typically. And if you're think, outside of Cincinnati, you aren't a Bengals fan. I think, I, think, I was going to say, if you're outside of Cincinnati, you just probably think the Bengals are a joke. Like, yeah. That's what I would think. Kind of like how we think. This is what this is what the Jets Dolphins matchup would seem to us. Right. Yes. That's oh what my I was god. Say. I was yes. say, it's like as if we were like, oh sweet, the Dolphins are on. Like, it's a You're joke. So right, <laughs> dude. Oh, and we're the Dolphins. That's terrible. Yeah. In this situation. Yeah, it sucks. I think that if they were to play, they're going to beat them though. We would beat the Dolphins this year. Last year, yeah. guys lost, right? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I think so. I'm telling you, I'm throwing away. It's Marvin. Doesn't count. <laughs> just, just erase it. All right. Seriously though, are you taking the Shanghai Sharks or the Rockets? What's good? Um, That's on Monday. I might watch that for real. Bengals won by ten last year, by the way. Is Hell there yeah. is there a line on that game, or am I you just telling me what? Okay, this is so... gonna be guess it right now if you can. I don't know how bad. I'm going twelve and a half because basketball is kind of weird. I don't know, dude. I think. Because we're supposed to smoke these Chinese teams, right? Like, I don't even see a line on here. Should. Like I bet you, I bet you, it's like Rockets yeah. But are they playing? Are they playing James and Ross the whole time? No, but I don't. Well, I I would say that I don't think it matters. But then we, I also just watched this play at the FIBA World Cup. If you're wondering, Doge, the last time we played, it was 144 to 82 Rockets. Okay. So 12 and a half, I need to half do half times half. three. Dang. That was in 2017, though, yeah. granted. Who, like, what were the minutes on the, some of the players? Okay, yeah, I'll give you the breakdown. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Nip. Come on. She's so loud. Unreal. Jimmer for dead is on the Shanghai Sharks. Is he, he? He had 41 points in that game on 16 of 40 shooting. Oh. James Harden had 37. On 18 on, shots. On 13 of 18, just a monster. So he had 22 less shots and 4 less points. Yikes. The Shanghai Sharks shot... Oh, computer's a little wig out there. Well, now I can't do it. 45%. Houston shot 52%. They shot 33% from 3. Houston shot 42%. Ooh. It just looks like they were beating him the whole time. It just kept growing. Cool for Jimmer, though. I kind of hope he's playing on Monday. <clears throat> but, all right, we got to move on. Enough about the Shanghai Sharks. Fourth quarter. It's clubhouse game day. Pick'ems for our college action. First game we got, your boys, Townsend, coming to Florida. Florida minus 36 and a half. Big line. I'm taking it. Why not? Coming to the swamp. I don't know anything about Townsend, but I know they're not the Gators, so I'm taking the Gators. Doge, who you got? I'm taking the Gators here, too. Yeah. I mean, they, they just handily beat Tennessee. Right. Uh, and I think they're going to have no problem against these guys. I totally agree. Big deal. 
Uh, Towson is in Maryland, Towson. by the way. It's, first of all, it's Towson, so I've just been saying it wrong. My apologies. And I'm definitely taking the Chompums. The Towson Chompums? No. I know. <laughs> no. The Gators, baby. Chomp, chomp. Jeez. What is Townsend? What is their mascot? That, they're just Towson. They don't even have one. What? I'm okay. sure they do. Uh, yeah. Let's get the stat team to really look on that. That sounds like an intern we need to get rid of. I agree. Sheesh. Man, you gotta show up to work. Oh, gosh. You gotta show up to work, man. So, the official mascot of Towson University is uh, Doc the Tiger. Sure. So Doc, yeah. Well, there you go. Albert is going to take down Doc this weekend. Yeah, probably. We'll see. I think. All right, moving on. Next game. <laughs> game day of the week. Just was at this. Well, I wasn't at this campus. Just watched this team play. The Buckeyes at Nebraska. By the way, Miami scored first. We got a safety. It was awesome to be in the stadium. And then we got a field goal, and then it was just terrible after that. So <laughs> it was what it was. And then they forgot to, to play. Yeah. And then Ohio State was like, oh, now we just got to do all the stuff we wanted to do. Here it is. Uh, State's like, okay, we actually have to try. And then they just caught the momentum, and we're like, okay, we're just going to keep trying. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, so OSU at Nebraska, Buckeyes are minus 17. Kind of a big line, I feel like. But I'm taking the Buckeyes. I don't think Nebraska's that good. Come on. I'm surprised this is game day. But, I mean, there might not be a better spot. Maybe they just haven't been in Nebraska in a while. Doge? It's it's the big news, too. But I think I'll still agree with you that I'm taking the Buckeyes there. Right. For sure. Big mm-hmm. I don't think Scott Frost has the answers yet for Nebraska. And I'm going to take the old Columbus Buckeyes. Sure. Out of Ohio State. Columbus Buckeyes? Columbus Buckeyes. They can't trademark that. Moving forward. USC at Washington. Washington is minus ten and a half. Um Doge, who you got here? I think I'm gonna take USC to you know, conference game. Getting plus ten and a half. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Going to Washington. Uh, am I breaking up a lot? Sorry. Uh, no, you were a little bit before, but you're fine now. It like froze on my screen. It said poor connection. You had like a couple weird like laggy like gits, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me restart that take though. Yeah, go for it. Um. Yeah, I like I like the Trojans here. Honestly, um, sure. It's a conference game. You know, they're going into it plus 10 and a half. Even if you are going to Washington, uh, USC still looks like they, I think they would hold their own still. Um, it's a big time game. So uh, getting 10 and a half points in a game like this, I, I would have to take the Trojans. Sure, sure. Um, that is a lot of points, dude. I, got, I think I'm rolling with Washington, though. I think they're ready to prove that they're, you know, trying to make a, a push here to make it into the. Um, the four, I don't know if they necessarily will, but this is a game that they need to win. They need to win relatively big if they want to do that. So um, I'm going to take Washington here, uh, even though that is a lot of points. Big D? 
Who you got? Chris Peterson, former Boise State coach, running the old Statue of Liberty, the hook and ladder. Yeah. Guy's got a couple tricks up his sleeve, but I don't know if he has enough against USC. Sure. Taking USC on the road at this one. Sure. A lot of points for sure. All right, final matchup. Notre Dame coming off loss against Georgia, where they looked way better than we probably all thought. Um, going to Virginia, right? Or is this at Notre Dame? Uh, this should be at Virginia. So they're going to Virginia here. Notre Dame is minus 12 and a half. I'm taking the Irish. If they can play Excuse like that. Excuse me, this should be at Notre Dame. Whoa, even better. Then I'm definitely taking the Irish. It's at Notre Dame. 100%. 100% at Notre Dame. Excuse us, folks. A little technical difficulty. I'm taking Notre Dame for sure then, especially coming off that game where they looked good against Georgia. Um, I think Virginia is a, a decent team, but they're not the Georgia Bulldogs. So I'm taking Notre Dame here. Doge, that's a lot of points. I agree. And coming back home, like you like you said, in a really tough loss uh, to Georgia where they put up a, a real good fight, um, better than I expected um, yeah. in years past compared to you know, they had not done as well in that matchup. But I like the Irish in this matchup against Virginia at home. Uh, like I said, coming off of, you know, a tough loss, but still a great effort and great showing. So take the Irish. Sure. Boom. Bill? You take it. So Virginia's head coach brought up Chris Peterson. Just talking about head coaches now. Brought Just talking up, head coaches now. Brought up Tomlin. It's a huge factor for me. You know, you have Mark Bronco Clay Mendenhall as a Cavalier coach. I mean, that's just a mouthful, all right. But I'm taking Notre Dame at home. I think that they can clear that spread. Their offense and defense both actually looked really good. They, you know, Brian Kelly looked like he actually had that that whole squad playing as a team last week uh, in Georgia, which is never an easy uh, easy game, you know, on the road, especially in the SEC. They actually look, you know, pretty formidable. So, it looked like they belonged, like not like last year. They didn't look like they belonged, like against Clemson, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But this year, it would look like they could belong in the four. No, they probably won't get there now. But dude, I mean, think about it in the Clemson game last year. If they didn't have the last like what five minutes of the half where they just like kind of gave up, right, a all, bunch of points. So it's like, I mean, that would have been a totally different game going into the half with a closer game. So I mean, maybe they weren't that far last year. Uh, and they recognized that. They said, okay, these are the things. I mean, look at this. We have one, two, three things to do, and boom. Right. You know, we can be right there at the top again, which not being in a uh, conference and not playing for a, a title yeah, title of, game, that that is Probably. huge. And something as the athletic director at Notre Dame and, you know, the, the whole um, athletic uh, board. Yeah, I mean, they need to figure that out, kind of how they can get their team to be competitive even if they aren't undefeated. Cause that, well, I mean, if everybody else loses, I think they'd still have a good chance because if they've only lost to Georgia, that could potentially get them in. Like if there's only one undefeated But at team, the end of the year, if there's that one team that's on the bubble with Notre Dame and they win the title game over Notre Dame, who's just you know on a bye week essentially. Like, didn't that just, just kinda... happen last year though? But I'm saying and they like, got in? I guess they're undefeated. Well, no, because Georgia lost at the oh, end of right, the year, right, and then right, they lost right, again. So they lost two games. Right, you're right. So you're right. I just think that that little extra push 
You know, and they're in a they're in a conference for basketball, right? Or did they just back out of one again? They're in the ACC for basketball. Okay. Unless they just backed out. But that's why they play a lot of ACC teams. Right. Louisville uh, and all those guys. Yeah. yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Right. Um. No, I mean I don't know. I think what you're saying is right, but I think they're just so big where they really, if if they're undefeated, which they should be most years, then. You know, because like if they beat Georgia, there's no way they're not going. You know, like if they went undefeated, or maybe even if they had one loss, I think they'd still potentially go. Because Georgia's a big win. It's also, I mean, there's a lot of factors with like how you lose. Right. You know, exactly. if, you, if you're dominating like that game the too, whole game, I'll say that game too kind of helps because they weren't absolutely schlacked. Right. Like a couple years ago against Georgia, but Josh, <laughs> what do you think? Any thoughts on the one loss Notre Dame saga? I think their playoff hopes are still alive. I mean, you know, yeah, there absolutely. there can't be six like undefeated, undefeated teams, teams right? You're like the end that are still fighting for it. Like I, I don't think they have very good chances then. But like, there's only one or two undefeated teams. Then I think Notre Dame's got a got a good shot, and right. especially with their one loss. If they if they continue and end with just one loss, they've got a good shot. If they get into the two loss category, it's going to be a little harder for them. Obviously, for without sure. a championship game, yeah. I think that would take them out. I mean, the door's definitely open still. I mean, it's super early. Right. For all we know, there could be five teams with three losses at the top, you know. Right, yeah, who knows. And they got to really rely on Georgia continuing to have a great year as well. Right. If Georgia has two or three losses, and that one loss is not going to look as good. Right, right, no doubt. A little magnification of it. All right, well, that's something to look forward to here, for sure, moving on in the future. But those are our pickums here for college. Let's move it on here to our buzzer beaters. Last little segment here before the show ends. Um... <clears throat> I'll do mine first here. FCC's last home game here this weekend. Um, Going to be a good one against Orlando. Uh, really hoping we can pull out a win here for our last home game. Hoping we get a big crowd. Um, been a rough year for the FCC fans, no doubt. But, you know, we just, we've just we done a lot of good things here at the end of the year. And, um, and we're turning it around. So looking forward to that. And, I've been hearing some about some signings and some other deals we've been making, so looking forward to seeing what the roster can be next year. But let's send them off here with a, a good year, boys. Send off some of these guys who might not be in the team and give it their all this season. So, shouts out to the boys' final home game. Doge, what's your buzzer beater? Uh, with this with this game on in the background here, the Eagles-Packers, uh, just wanted to give a quick shout-out. Um because there was like like you said earlier there was like the really big hit um that was actually the Packers running back Jamal Williams went down Ooh. had to be taken off the stretcher uh did not look good so just you know obviously shouts out to Jamal Williams hope he's going to be okay you yes. know you never you never like to see that like you know football has been trying to keep some of those things from happening that just didn't look good so damn you hate hope to he's, hear that. hope he's okay um but you know, it, it sucks. You see a lot more of that recently, it feels like, but yeah. Right, for sure. Right. Hate to hear that, but... Yeah, but shout out to Jamal Williams. Shout out, Jamal. Hope you yeah. get better. Big D, yeah. final buzzer beater, what do you got? Yeah, so right now, it's a little early, but, you know, with the turn of the calendar to October, within a couple weeks, we'll be looking at hockey season again, and NBA, Oops, so... baby. Um... My Lightning currently are up, I think it was 2-1 from, uh, yep, 2-1 on the... I can't Florida wait, for, I can't Panthers. wait for some ice time with Dill. 
Yeah, I haven't had a nice time in a while. So, I, uh, <clears throat> definitely sure. looking forward to doing that on the pod, guys. So, oh, yeah. this has been a good pod here. I think we all had some good stuff going on. Um, you know, other than a couple of remixes from Doge with the, eh, eh, ah, oh, I think it was pretty good. So, sure, yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah, bear with us for those. Hopefully, we can edit them out. I, uh, I just got fouled on a, Oh, you got an one? I got a three-pointer. Are you in the G League? Yeah. You're taking them all for one so point? I'm, just, I'm shooting. I'm, I'm... Did you hear about that, Dosh? Final I did, leader? Yeah. I, I'm in on that. Are they doing that at different distances? No, it's no, just a free just throw. Free it's throw. a free throw just for different quantities of points depending on where the foul is. You know, Ex- explain place. it for the listeners. I'll, I bet you a So, in the G League, they're adopting a new rule where, let's say you get fouled on the three-pointer. Instead of three shots... You get one. And if you make it, you get three points. If you miss it, you get none. So, same thing with the two-pointer. Um, obviously, with the one, you only get one. But I just think that's going to be interesting. I don't think it's going to stick, personally, because there's a lot of strategy that goes into free throws. You know, the miss it, make it. Um, you know, miss them both or something if you want to get rid of time. Maybe you want to, I don't know. There's a lot of strategy that goes in with the free throws. Um, you want to ice a guy, maybe. So, <clears throat> I don't think it'll stick, but I'm just really interested to see what it looks like because maybe it is a really good idea. So, I don't know. Quick thoughts. What do you What do you guys think before we end the show? I think it's a little on the radical side. Yeah, well, I mean, it's super G League mm-hmm. for them. And I think that this could be like a, a huge advantage to fouling big men intentionally who just suck at free throws because yeah. they get they only get one shot. So it's if they suck at it, you know. Whereas if you get two shots, you know, your chances double as far as being able to make your shot. Right. One of them. Well, um, it could benefit the big man, too, at the same time, though. Yeah, because he, he doesn't have to take two. He'll probably get more exactly. points from free throws. So if he makes one, it's really like he made two. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, like Shaq would be, like, thrilled. Because even if you shoot 52%, this is going to benefit you. Yeah. You know, it's going to be about the same, really. But, I mean, you know what I mean. Right. Like, if, if every time you shoot, you have a 52% chance of making it, then you don't get it? this will benefit you. And, like, if you're a higher percentage shooter, then you're just going to be like, oh, I only have to make one, and I get three, I don't have to worry about the other two, this is awesome. Right. Those pressure, well, and here's the thing, too, we forgot to add this in. The last Ooh, two minutes, right. Oh yeah. was it just, it was just fourth, uh, fourth quarter in overtime? Yeah. The last two minutes of regulation, uh, fourth quarter in overtime, result back to normal play like typical standard how it is now <laughs> they said it's supposed to like speed up the game and like get rid of like six to ten minutes of, t- of time it'll definitely speed it up that's so, what it'll do right but i don't know yeah there i mean there are bad things to it too i mean if you in the same light like devil's advocate to myself there like if you are a really good shooter you make like 90 percent of your shots but you miss one then right. you miss all three miss out on all three if right. you were like a three point foul or like two point foul whatever like that sucks no doubt I don't know there's there's pros and cons it's definitely a G League move <laughs> <laughs> for sure totally a G League move but I mean something though that just got implemented from the G League is the coaches challenge so like you never know maybe it is a good idea but I like, I like challenges you don't get it right all the time that's true alright boys let's sign off Doge thank you for joining us we appreciate it of course. Big D, thank you as well. Absolutely. Thank you both. And thank you, everyone, for listening. 
This is the clubhouse.